the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? What you thinking about with Wall Street on a day-by-day basis? This is a show that's got a lot of truth about money in it. This is a show that has a lot of Generation X approach. Not trying to sell you any product. Not trying to get you to buy my newsletter. Not trying to get you to use my services. I'm here to give you a good, honest show about money. Our parents, their approach to money was should be different than ours because we're generations later. We're not the same generation. A lot of our parents learned about money because their daddy and mommy lost the farm literally. Can't happen anymore. When you have a mortgage, they can't come take it away unless you stop paying it. That That's not part of what happened in the Depression. Banks called loans. They couldn't figure out any other way to stay funded, so they would call loans. Mortgages aren't loans anymore. They're mortgages. They're a different product completely. So Romney shifting his focus to Santorum. He's got a couple states coming up where it's going to look like he's losing a little bit of steam. Obama's encouraging donors to contribute to super PACs backing him, which is... I'm so tired. Like... I guess I'm the minority voice, or I guess that the majority voice can't even be heard anymore because money drowns out the voice. He's decried the influence of outside groups in politics. He's now encouraging his top donors to contribute to independent political action committees back in his reelection. It's absolutely a way of getting around how much you can give to a candidate. And I find it sad. I find it pathetic. So thus, I find the U.S. political system sad, and I find the U.S. political system pathetic. Romney kids have a $100 million trust fund. Good to be one of them. So when you go home today and you look at mom and dad and mom and dad's not Mitt Romney, don't be mad at them. They gave you life. But Matt, Tag, Craig, Ben, and Josh got a trust fund worth $100 million. I think that's too much to leave to a kid. The limit that you're, you know, Romney and his wife Ann have been given to the boys since 1995. The limit for a couple in 1995 was $20,000 and since grown to 26000 There's a lifetime gift exclusion for all the boys that totaled $1.2 million back in 95 and has since grown to $10 million. 
In all, the Romneys have gifted about 1.3 million in 1995, and a total of 10.6 million through 2011, all tax-free. So to get to 200 million, or I'm sorry, to get to that 100 million dollar trust fund, the fund would have had to grow at an average 26% average compound rate of return, which is pretty good. Stocks over that time have gained about 10%. So, well, you do the math. Um, I don't know. I think the, the most shocking thing about that story to me is that Mitt Romney named one of his kids Tag, T-A-G-G. That's, I don't know. Being a parent and giving your kid a strong name or a weak name can create a lot of teasing and or a lot of instant friends. You know, if you give your kid the, the middle name of Danger, that's awesome. Because for the rest of his life, he'll be able to instantly start a conversation with anyone. Danger is my middle name. Pull out your ID. You're lying. Trouble is my middle name. Pull out your ID. You're lying. But TAG? T-A-G-G? Ugh. British Petroleum out there hiking their dividend after a strong fourth quarter. British Petroleum, one of those companies that gave you an option, an opportunity to buy when they had their, their Gulf Oil will spell. The Gulf Oil Well Spill. I guess too many L's in there. Gulf Oil Well Spill. So British Petroleum's raised its quarterly dividend by about 14% after posting double-digit gains in profit and revenue in the last three months, despite further big payments to compensate for the disastrous oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. I'm doing a little feature for my YouTube videos, and I'm, I just started working on it yesterday. Uh, it's called Peak. Every now and then, we talk about peak oil, peak uh, water, peak food, peak populations. One of the things that I can tell you as an investor that you can take advantage of for the next 60 years is we haven't gotten to the point where we're, gonna, we're stopping families from growing. China has on some levels with you know child control. We need to be more like China as a world if we expect the resources to last. By the year 2030, at the rate we're going, we'll need two planets to support our population. This is going to be a world of haves and a world of have-nots. Maybe it'll be a super disease or something like that that takes care of the population. Maybe it'll be a war. Maybe it'll be a, an accident. Maybe it'll be a natural disaster. But right now we're growing too fast. And as an investor, you look at commodities, and commodities, there's only so much oil. Whatever you think the peak is. I don't think it runs out of my lifetime because they've learned you know, new fracking technologies, new shale technologies. But it's some pretty scary stuff. So I'm going to talk about peak investing in one of my YouTube videos coming up probably later this week, early next week. YouTube videos can be found at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. So let's talk about some of the other big stories that are out there today. Because um, I'm a story guy. I'm sure you are as well. You're very... Uh, put it into some sort of form that I could digest it and eat it. True to its form this year, the equity market managed to bounce back from larger losses. Yesterday we had a a, a negative day, but as the day went on, the S&P 500 had a negligible loss. Apple hit an all-time high. I own shares of Apple. The indication today is the cash market's going to be treading water again, that we start out negative. We have. Dow's down 34, NASDAQ down 11, S&P 500 down 5. We're having an amazing year so far, but stocks are edging lower on eyes on Greece. Here was a headline that kind of shocked me in a great way. This comes from a guy named Anthony Roche. 
He's in Ireland, and he told his son to leave the country and immigrate to Australia to escape joblessness from his country's economic collapse. He said, Anthony Roche, 45 years old, he said to his son, I've seen the good times and the bad, and these are the worst. There are plenty of people there to work, but there isn't work out there. That's why people are leaving these shores again. Pretty interesting. I mean, you're going back to immigration in the United States of go west, young man. Signs are emerging that Ireland's starting to begin to recover 15 months after international bailouts, but the government says the economy is in the midst of the worst crisis since World War II. If I had a son that had an economic challenge, I would absolutely say, you damn well better learn Chinese and or go to Australia and work in that whole Asian shadow. Another thought there would be something along the lines of take a look at the U.S. and figure out where the unemployment's lowest and go there. The last thing that I would encourage is to, to ride it out for more than a year. To our children who only work from age 20 to 60, riding it out for a year basically means giving up 2 to 3% of your work career. And that probably means consuming another 2 to 3% of your work career because you still want to play your video games. You still want to eat your McDonald's. You still want to. Speaking of eating McDonald's, in the news today, the freak Tim Lincecum says he's lost 20-plus pounds this offseason because he gave up McDonald's and In-N-Out Burger. 20 years for a professional athlete in one year just for giving up fast food. That's awesome. Again, with everything that we learned about McDonald's and how crazy unhealthy it is for you, that their Chicken McNuggets are, you know, ground up fowl that their meat is unsellable meat McDonald's sits right near a 52 week high today right near an all time high today it's a buck off of it less than 1% from it's all time high with all the negative press there is some truth to any press is good press me loves you you're listening to Rob Black and your money the only show dedicated to you Rob Black and your money AM 1220, KDOW. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800 800- 516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. I do a show for you and some of the feedback that I've gotten from you. I don't call it the Rob Black show. I don't call it the, it's Rob Black and your money. Um, I do call it Rob Black Show on Twitter and Rob Black Show on uh, YouTube because it's easier to find. When you throw in that, what is that letter, ampersand, that stands for and? It's not quite an ampersand. What is that? Like, that goes back to second grade, and I've totally forgotten. It's kind of like a cleft symbol, but it's not really. What do you technically call that? I don't know if someone knows. Maybe most of us, most maybe most people know, and I'm just the idiot, right? Oh, good God. One of the headlines out there today, a Virginia coupled 
was charged over their kids' excessive school tardiness. That is awesome. I think school should be a, a regiment. I think if you're tardy, that's fine. Take your kids out of school. Take them to museums. Do whatever you want. But don't have their tardiness interrupt other kids' untimeliness. The story recently about a father who killed his two sons is one of the most tragic things I've ever heard. It, 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 it slays me. It, it upsets me to see a parent take his own son's life. It, it upsets It's absurd when you see a child die before a parent. But when a parent slays a child, that's so Greek tragic. I don't like it. I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. That's what I think we need to be focusing in on in our society, much more so than Seal and Heidi Klum. Let's take a quick look at the numbers. One of the things you've asked me for is more Chad Burton. So I'm, I'm honoring that. I'm giving you more Chad Burton. The Dow's down 27, the NASDAQ down 10, the S&P 500 down 4. Joining me now, certified financial planner, Chad Burton. Chad, one of the things I want to talk about today is, is making a wheel. Uh, we get a lot of questions on when do I need a will, when do I need a trust, can I use LegalZoom? Let's open up the can of worms. What's your thoughts on wills? Well, you already have a will. That's true. Wait. The state writes one for you. <laughs> so it says that if you die, it's going to go to your next of kin. Um, it says that if you don't have a will and you go through probate, even if you have a will, it's just a letter to the court on what you know what the probate courts are going to do. And if you go through probate, there is a state-mandated amount in California on how much the attorneys are supposed to charge. Okay. And it's very expensive. So well, wait, wait, before we go there, you say I already have a will. Let's say I don't have a wife. Mm-hmm. And let's say I die and I've got two brothers. Is everything split equally amongst my two brothers? Is it, is it equal or not equal? Like I work in a lot of different states, but a lot of states it's either going to go to your parents if they're alive. Okay. And if the parents aren't alive, then it goes to your, brother, your siblings. Okay, so okay. this can get messy quickly because yeah. I, don't, I don't like one of my brothers. Exactly. So. so, And there's nothing you can do about it at that point if you haven't done anything. Yeah. So... It's, know, like, a lot. it's like the Civil War. It's brother against brother. <laughs> but go ahead. I, I digress. You, I think you want to create that Civil War thing when you die. That's that's. You'd like to look down and watch that, I think. I, it, there is some calamity. <laughs> or look up. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. There is calamity when people die on. And, uh, people fight over the money and people get really greedy and people get, you know, you could be a, a mean spouse by giving money to one of your kids and not the other. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, exclude your wife. Like there's some mean things you can do in a will and trust. Don't yeah. Do well, look, I mean, doing a will is still going to put you through probate. So the point of avoiding probate, especially in a very expensive probate state like California, is doing a living trust. And when you do a living trust, you end up with a will, a power of attorney and a health care directive. So if you're not if you don't have enough money to spend the 25 to 4500 bucks that it takes to get a living trust done then fine go to some sort of a a legal site and get that done and the most important documents so that you're going to end up with though are going to be the power of attorney so who steps in and handle your fi- handles your finances if you get disabled okay. that's more likely than if it's more likely that you're going to spend some time disabled than die early okay and also a will doesn't have anything to do with what you say on your 401k beneficiaries. So if all of your assets are in a 401k and you've named your ex-girlfriend as the beneficiary, that's who is going to get your money despite what your will says because the beneficiary designation on your 401ks and your life insurance supersedes the will. That's interesting to say. Like, for instance, let's just recap that and say it out loud. Let's say I forgot to update my 401k paperwork and it does go to a girlfriend. Would my wife get it before the girlfriend does or does it go to the girlfriend 
your your spouse has the ability to because you're married yeah. go in and and claim rights if there's a beneficiary designation on there to half of the assets okay okay but not necessarily all of them interesting so a lot of people end up doing an estate plan where they get a living trust Right, and right. especially when they go to the seminar type, which are kind of jacked up. You don't you don't want to go to a seminar and end up with a living trust. You want to sit with multiple meetings with the attorney and get a living trust. And if you get a living trust, but you don't title your house in it, you don't change your beneficiaries on your life insurance and your retirement accounts. You essentially still don't have a financial plan or an estate plan. Okay, there's there's several steps that you have to take. That's why it's a good idea to get a financial plan first, right? And then go through the process of the estate planning so that you can look at your plan. How how extensive do you need your estate planning documents to be? What are you going to be worth, you know, 30 years from now? And it's something you probably want to update every five years. I would say two because of the um, the amount of changes that we're seeing in the estate tax law. Okay, I mean, there's been drastic changes. Um, right now, there's only estate tax for people that are worth over five million. That could drop down to a million in 2013. So there's constant change in estate tax law. So every two years, because typically within a two-year period, you have life-changing events, either another kid or if you're older, maybe um, one child gets married and you want to protect, you, you don't like the spouse and right. you want to make sure that they have no way to, to get those assets. So you might leave that child's share in a trust that's protected from lawsuits, that's protected from divorce, those types of things. We're running out of time, but generally speaking, you want to trust if you own a house in California, you want to trust if you're worth how much money? Really, if if you if you own real estate, that's that's one reason why I want to trust because of the probate costs. And then, really, if it's a matter of you have taxable accounts that are over about a hundred thousand, it's okay. kind of a no brainer to to do one. Okay. But if you don't care about what happens after you die, then don't do anything. Classic. It, it doesn't Classic. do a lot for you while you're alive. Yeah. It does a lot for your kids and your family. Classic Chad Burton there, certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Classic Chad Burton, classic New Coke. Do you remember New Coke? Good idea, bad idea? Was it a great way of getting in the news? Was it a great way of being media? Did they lose people in the process? Well, Coca-Cola, the world's largest soft drink maker, which almost seems weird because to drink a soft drink today, you almost look like you're smoking a cigarette. Not quite, but we're getting there, right? As a society, we look at people drinking sodas and you're like, "Eh, I have no time for you. They beat expectations on earnings. They earned $1.65 billion in the last 90 days. Last year, in the same exact quarter, they earned 5.77. So that looks like a dramatic drop. But that's because there was a gain from an acquisition then. So, okay. CEO Munthar Kent, he's expanding sales in, of the beverages in Asia with global marketing campaigns and products such as Minute Maid Pulpy Juice. Fourth quarter sales volumes climbed 5% in Japan and 10% in China. Cokes can have a tough year this year in Europe. It's one of the big flags when you look at it as an investment. Now, maybe it creates a buying opportunity unless you think Coca-Cola in Europe goes off the cliff and never returns. Coke's fourth quarter sales benefited from continued strength of its international beverage portfolio. Higher prices, Coke is facing higher costs on commodities like plastic and, and corn sweeteners. They raised prices to retailers in North America by about 1%, less than the 2% to 3% it forecast in October. Take a break here. Coming up, we're going to talk a little taxes because it's that time of year. Alan Olson with Groco. We'll take a break on AM 1220, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. 
Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and much, 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 much more. Right now, we have, hmm, we have a negative day, but we're focusing it on Greece. It's not a negative day because any earnings fell through. It's not a negative day because economically there's tragedy. It's negative day because we've had a strong start of the year. Some of the headlines right now, uh, Obama's encouraging donors to contribute to super PACs backing him, even though on one hand he gets out there and says, you know, this this whole influence of outside groups and politics needs to be cut back, except for when it comes to him. Uh, Coca-Cola beats the street, eyes cost savings. And, and back to that comment politically I just said there, I think our political system's kind of pathetic, uh, that they raise so much money through super PACs, clearly a way around the rules. And we're a nation that Politics is supposed to be our leaders. We're a nation that we're taught don't break the rules except for when it comes to us, which, again, we'll talk about because it's certainly a a thought out there. Obama's refi plan is another bank bailout, which a lot of people do not like bailouts. A lot of people want companies to fail. So when he bailed out the auto companies, taxpayers probably lost 20 plus billion dollars. But how much was saved in taxes, in federal incomes and state income taxes? How much was saved by keeping the jobs here? A lot of people don't like bailouts because European uh, interest own a lot of the General Motors and the Fords. So did we help the Europeans avoid a mess or did we help Americans keep jobs? Like it's it's complicated to say the least. Joining me now in the It's Complicated segment, Alan Olson from Groco, G-R-O-C-O, tax accountants to the stars, tax accountants to you and me, a great CPA firm that I can't say enough about. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Doing well. I want to call you Mr. Romney, but that's not quite right. <laughs> well, I saw him last week, shook his hand in Florida, so it's interesting. Gotcha. So, Groco tax time. This is Tax Tuesday, and uh, Tax Tuesdays. So, it's uh, something we're going to be running through. A uh, couple quick thoughts. Uh, clearly, I'm sickened by politics and super PACs. No. You're in fundraising. You're you know, you're part of the process. Uh, there's, you know, they they say that this year that the campaign will be a billion-dollar presidential campaign on both sides. The, the Democrats and the Republicans are going to raise around a billion dollars in order to make this presidential election work. A lot of people thought Obama was elected because he was a smart man. He came across as much, much, much smarter and intelligent than, say, George Bush, George Bush Jr. Um, it's very similar to a Kennedy, i.e. maybe an outsider who's intelligent. Looking back in hindsight, he probably was elected because he raised... A billion plus dollars. He's to be elected. You have to be a fundraiser in this day. Money, money counts in the game of politics. Absolutely. And that whole competitor Sarah Palin, Sarah Palin thing didn't hurt either. No, no. As far as getting elected. <laughs> so, um, do you think that ever changes in our lifetime? You're a man with children. Do you ever think super PACs lose influence? Do you ever think uh, politics isn't bought? I think that super PACs work over okay. the long term. They're able to, you know, run a lot of uh, advertisements. It's interesting in Florida. Uh, the Democrats spent a million dollars in negative ad campaigns, and, and no one was running. But during the GOP races, trying to influence vo- votes down there, a million dollars for a week of uh, television advertising. So they're uh, they're definitely using the uh, the power of the media to try and influence and you know um, you know get their messages across. So I could tell you the power of the media does work. So Groco retirement time, I typically get a pretty fat return. And that's a bad thing because ultimately I lent money to 
the IRS, I lent money to our government that they they don't give me interest on. They don't. It's like I'm giving a free loan out, and that, I, I don't like that. Yeah, that's uh, you, know, you want to be careful not to give them too much because it is it is an interest free loan to them, and. Uh, but yet, the psychology of Americans is we want a big fat return. My fear is is sometimes it swings. Like maybe I owe them thirty one years, maybe they owe me thirty. So I feel I'm fearful of owing the thirty more so than getting the thirty. Well, the, the reality is this day and age in the savings account, less than point nine percent annual interest is not really going far, and that that's actually a good return today. You know, so um, you know, I, I but I, I do think it counts to make sure that you have. Paid in enough so that you're not going to suffer penalties because the penalty rates are still, you know, uh, substantially higher than what you would ever earn on the interest. And, um, you know, the, uh, you know, knowing what you owe before April 15th is always a good thing. Now is a good time to just take the back of the napkin or, you know, uh, work out your return numbers, estimating what you owe on April 15th so that when that day comes, there's no big surprises. How would you do that? Because to you, you probably know a website. To me, I don't even know how to begin estimating what I owe. I could take a look at my W-2s. I could take a look at what I paid in federal taxes and, and kind of just guess from that. Is that what you're Yeah. Saying? Well, I, th- I think a good start starting point of that is look at last year's return. What did you pay last year in tax? And then uh, compare what the income and expense level was last year to this year. See if there's any substantial changes. And the tax rates between 2000 10 and 2011 are the same. So if the income level is the same, then you should be relatively close, except for the, um, you know, if there were any large variations in income. Uh, so you, you just want to make sure that, that uh, if there were any large increases or decreases, that you have a handle on that before the tax date comes. There's still an opportunity to do some things. For example, you know, one of the things that they allow you to do after the end of the year is to make contributions to your IRA account. Okay, that's right. And uh, and also, if, if you qualify for the separate keel, you can make those contributions too. What's interesting about giving the contributions to the IRA after the year ends, it's counterintuitive. You could still fund last year's retirement. Yeah. Like, that's counterintuitive. But they're changing how much you could fund every year. And it's, I'm in the business, and I don't care enough to study the numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I need to know Roth IRA con- contributions, I Google 2011 Roth IRA contributions, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, it's sixteen thousand five hundred. It's going to go up to seventy thousand <laughs> two years. Like it's it's a fond thing for me, but it's not something I'm intimate with because I don't like tax code. Yeah, yeah. You like tax code? I don't. Yeah, there's lots of numbers out there, and it it changes constantly too. So this year, the IRA contribution you can do five thousand um, dollars, and that's if you're if you're less than fifty years old. If you're over fifty, fifty or older is six thousand dollars a year for the IRA contributions. And on the self-employment plans, such as a SEP plan or a KEO plan, you can go up to $49,000. But there are income limitations on that. You have to have enough income in order to make those contributions. And 401k numbers that you can max out? The 401k is already already done for the year. Okay. Um, so that, that, that there's nothing that you can do on the deferral. That's all. The elective deferral needs to be done prior to December 31st. So right now we're just looking at IRA. Or uh, SEP contributions. And also, there's the availability of a Roth IRA contribution, which is not deductible, but it has great benefits in, no- in order to take out tax-free income if you meet the holding period requirements there. I got an email recently from someone, Alan. We're speaking with Alan Olson, CPA firm Groco. I highly recommend using a CPA firm when it's appropriate for the rest of your life. 
I started that process five years ago. I'll, I'll basically use a CPA firm for the rest of my life. It's, it's, I don't play games. It's, it's there. It's established. I enjoy it. It's like I drive a German automobile. I want to have a German mechanic work on it. Like I look at my, my taxes as something I can't do myself anymore. So anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm digressing. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about oh, – I got an email from someone recently, Alan, and this was a great one. They said, can my wife open up a spousal Roth 401K? And I was thinking there for a second, I'm like, I've never, like, we have mashed up so many of these plans that it's confusing to people. And then I was like, there's no such thing as a spousal Roth 401k, maybe just a Roth IRA for the spouse and drop the word spouse and just call it a Roth IRA. She could probably do that. Did she have earned income? And uh, it's, it's frustrating because it's coming like an ABC soup game at this point in time. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot out there, a lot of little nuances to the rules and following, and just trying to keep track of all this stuff is just it's a full time job. That that's what we do. You know, we're 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 tracing all this stuff down, and um, and every year, you know, it's it's a matter of uh, in order to find the lowest tax rate, it's just it's how well you know the law, you know, and how well you understand it, and and that's why a lot of people go to the CPAs because they're tired of trying to figure it out all themselves. And, uh, you know, we have to follow the rules, but, but we also are able to, uh, you know, lean upon what's called substantial authority. If we can find some place in the regulations or court case laws or something that helps us to get a filing position, uh, we take it. And uh, we're entitled to, you know, to, to try and get the lowest tax rate possible for our, our clients. Which is great. Um, every year I seem to get that phone call from the IRS like, you changed your K filing from one part of the year to the latter part of the year. You updated it. Can you show us why? And I just go, go to the CPA. And that's one of the things I love about CPAs is I don't have to talk to the IRS, the man. One thing that many, many, many years ago when I was starting business, Alan, and tell me if I was just being a fool, um, home offices. I'm afraid to duck to home office. I work from home a lot. I do radio shows from home sometimes. I do internet TV work from home all the time. Um, and yet the home office scares me because it, it seems kind of like I'm lying a little bit. No, no. no. Actually, the IRS, uh, you're entitled to take a home office deduction if you're legitimately using it for, for business purposes. And at the IRS, back, there's a rule here recently that the IRS says, well, if you're claiming the home office deduction, then we're going to give you, say, say 10% of your home is for, used for uh, the home office. We'll allow you to depreciate your home. And uh, everyone thought, well, that's great. I can take 10% of my home as a write-off. But then the IRS says, but when it comes time to sell it, 10% of your gain is going to be subject to this business gain. We won't allow you to take this $250,000 exclusion. Well, recently the IRS backed off on that. And they said that if you use 10% of your home for the home office deduction, we'll still allow you to take 100% of your home for the uh, the exclusion. You can take $250,000 for a single or five hundred for a joint um, but they said, but you'll have to recapture the the depreciation portion that you use the home office for. But it's a great thing because you're still really entitled to your full exclusion except for the portion of depreciation that you claim. You have to recapture and pay 25% tax rate on that. In 10 seconds or less, is it worth taking that deduction because you're going to have to pay the recapture later? Do they equal out? Oh, no, or- absolutely take it. Okay. Take it. It's a burden to hand. Okay, AM 1220 KDOW. We're talking with Alan Olson from Groco. You can find him online at groco.com. Wednesday nights here from 6 to 7. More coming up.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Sitting in studio with me today is Alan Olson from Groco. Groco CPA firm. I'll let him plug his own firm because he can do it better than I can. The Dow's down eight. The Nasdaq's down four. The SP 500's down two. We're having a pretty good year. In my opinion, in my world, valuations are low. The earnings are growing. Uh, American corporations adapted to the slowdown, as they always have done, and as I believe they always will do because of capitalism. Um, And we're firing on pretty much all cylinders right now on a corporate level. I feel actually pretty good about saying that out loud. Uh, One of the things I've talked to Alan Olson about during the commercial break is his website, Groco, G-R-O-C-O. Um, again, CPA is critically important to your success or failure, managing your taxes, your insurance, your investments, all about getting to retirement. So that's one of the big three for sure. Uh, Groco has a link to American Dreams. American Dreams is Alan Olson's radio show that he does here on KDOW 1220. He does it Saturday mornings from 8 to 9. And a version of the show, I think is fair to say, Wednesdays from 6 to 7. But they're, American Dreams, it's, it sounds cliche, but... It's also, uh, you know, it's very motivational, and being motivated is an important part of succeeding in life and in business. Yeah, it's all about uh, living out your dreams while you're you're still alive. Uh, you know, we're all in this timeline from birth to death, and people do different things. And, uh, you know, one of the things people, if, if they have a passion for something, take the risk, do it. And a lot of people want to go start their own businesses. And America Dreams is about talking about people and what they've been doing with their life, different stages of life, all the way from, uh, you know, earlier in their career to uh, to the twilight and uh, what, what, what they learned in the process there. And you're kind of acting as a mentor because you're bringing on guests that have been successful. Yeah. And copying that formula of success is, is part of winning. Um, it's part of the winning strategy. I'm, I sound like Charlie Sheen there for a second. It's part of winning. Um, I don't want to do that because that's very, very uh, 2011. So let's be here now. Um, but yeah, good show. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I met you probably a year plus ago, and I like you. You've got a great charisma, incredibly smart guy. And one of the first things I said is you should get your own show because you've, you're passionate about telling stories. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the key to success in life is, is following what your passion is. Yep. And uh, success is really just a process. It's, it's, it's getting on the page where your passion rests, and with a lot of hard work and drive, you'll succeed at whatever you want to do with your life. And as a business owner, I could say it's pretty true. Year one, you're probably not going to make any money. Year two, you're probably going to break even if you have a good idea. And year three, you're going to probably start making money, and you're free from the man. You're dead on. It, it takes about two years to get your process proven out, your business model. You're tweaking it, refining it. By about the third year, you know whether or not you have a business. With that said, there's some businesses that I will never endorse people getting into. Restaurants. I've never met anyone that got into the restaurant business that's happy. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of work. I just I just met an individual who's in the restaurant business, and it's you know he's had this thing going for ten years. Uh, was an NBA All Star player, and uh, you know, and after about ten, people get tired of the same atmosphere. So you're constantly once you get something up and running, you're then having to redo it again, remake it, and yeah. uh, and and stay at it. It's a lot of hard work. If you look at the failure rates of high end restaurants in New York, it just tells you that you can have the greatest market in the world, and yet it's still super competitive and. Like you said, people get tired. So let's go back to taxes, Groco, G-R-O-C-O. Great website, lots of content there. Uh, let's talk a little organization of, of records. 
Yeah, now's the time to be getting organized. Uh, with your tax return, you'll be seeing your W-2s come in the mail, the 1099s. Uh, will come sometime early to mid-February when those brokerage houses finally kick them out. Uh, but the better organized you are, the more likely you are to find those deductions on your returns. And uh, you know, and, and now's the time to start accumulating all that data from uh, 2011. Put it in a manila envelope and uh, print checklists out You know, and look at what you did last year, all the things that you want to uh, deduct on the return. Make sure you start gathering that. One of the mistakes a lot of people make is they get down to the last minute. And they're like, where's that receipt? I can't find it. And they panic, and they start estimating. Yeah. And then later the IRS comes along during an audit, and they're like, Ugh, I don't have the record now. I didn't have it when I did the return. And, uh, and it, it, it's not a good situation to be in. So you want to make sure you get accuracy there and good organization records. One of the ways that I could back you up on that is when you were sugar booger, your spouse, your loved one, whatever you want to call them, when they give, you know, clothes donations and sh- they get that receipt, just go, ah, 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 give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Because I'm really good about putting it in the envelope, whereas they might not be. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, like, ah, 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 ah. like, I chase it for that moment because then it's done for the whole year. So I'll give you a little bit of insight there. One thing yeah. you don't want to do if you're giving out to charity is write, write two bags of clothes, two boxes of this. Okay. Make an itemized list of everything in that box. And even if you don't remember, make sure you have something that you're estimating what you did give in there. Uh, because when it comes time to the audit, when you say two bags or two boxes, the IRS automatically disallows it. No, I'm not going to accept that. You really? have to tell me what you gave. And uh, so my wife, she'll, she'll put in five pages of, you know, a shirt here or dress you must, there. You must be a joy to be married to. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm excited when my wife starts emptying the the closets and and the garage. It's uh, but uh, you know it, it just means more stuff out of our house. But and uh, you know so having having that itemization there is a great thing. And the joke there is, I could see her giving you a receipt that says two dresses, and you're like, what type of dresses were they? Exactly. Yeah, I follow that, yeah. And that's about what it is. So. so we've got about two minutes. Electronic filing of your taxes. You can do your initial tax form, ETF, or electronic filing. Mm-hmm. Um, your second one, you have to do paper. So if you refile, I think you have to always use paper. I'm not positive yeah. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so the electronic filing, you should always be looking at electronic filing now. In today's electronic age... Uh, getting that refund back quicker and into your hands is a good thing. Also, uh, people get concerned about, well, the IRS is going to know my bank account, where my money is. Well, they already know all that stuff. They got the 1099s and their, your tax ID number associated with your account. Electronic file, it's a much smoother process. And also, uh, you know, the IRS, um, when they process things quicker, you don't really stand out in the end. You know, you're, you're less likely to get uh, audited. I'm with you. So with that said, plug yourself about 10 to 15 seconds here. How can people contact you? Well, we're at grocogroco.com. Our website's one of the top 1% in the nation. Lots of good content on there for uh, tax filing and tax tips. Uh, come visit us at grocogroco.com. Wednesday, 6 to 7, Saturdays? Saturdays is going to be from 8 to 9 on American Dreams. AM 1220. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. 
your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. It's AM 1220 KDOW. Same old, same old. The equity markets yesterday kind of fought back. Very Rocky Balboa style. Starting off weaker, getting stronger as day goes on. Dun, 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 dun. Dow's up 23 now. NASDAQ up 3. SP 500 up less than 1. Same thing happened yesterday. Started weaker, finished stronger. Now, again, I'm not saying we're going to do that today. I'm not saying we're going to do that today. I am saying that, you know, this market seems pretty healthy to me. This market seems pretty resilient to me. I'm seeing green on gold. I'm seeing green on oil. I'm seeing green on on 10-year treasury bond. Six months from now, eh, three months from now, (laughs) expectation is for gasoline to be 60 cents higher. That's a little bit of a negative coming down the road, right? Media bitches and moans about higher gasoline prices. You would think that gasoline prices have gone up every year for the last 100 years, but that's not true. I've seen $4 gas 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. It's ebbed between $250 and $4 in my lifetime. A lot ebbing and flowing, ebbing and flowing, ebbing and flowing. So I'm not all that freaked out. Headlines that are out there today, Coca-Cola beats street, and they're eyeing a cost-saving. Corporate America is not stupid. Maybe there's not a lot of buying right now, but there's not a lot of selling. But corporate America, when faced with a challenge, okay, we know that and Philip Morris is probably the best example I can give you, or Altre, the U.S. version. They used to be known as Philip Morris, and they're deciding that Americans hate cigarettes so much that we better change the name something that sounds altruistic and wonderful, Altria. Because you are that stupid. So here's a company that ha- product has to be in decline, right? They make cancer sticks. Literally, we should change the name cigarettes to cancer sticks. And people would still buy them and still puff on them and still smoke them. And here's a company that's reporting record revenues, record earnings. Unbelievable. Or as my friend Mike Tyson would say, unbeatable. That would unbeatable. And I know you're saying you're not really pals with them. You're right. I'm not. I made that up. So corporate America is very smart at adapting and changing. Very smart. Now, a lack of buying conviction. Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke testimony in front of the Senate Budget Committee today going on right now. You got the same old, same old with Greece. I'm not going to say anything negative about Greece. I've lived in Greece. I'm not going to say anything negative about Greece other than I don't care about Greece. That story is so ripe. Have you ever bitten into a banana that was too ripe and it's just like grotesque? It just like dissolves in your mouth in a gross way. 
only grosser image I have is the mouse crawling in my mouth, vomiting, and then dying. It's like, which one's worse? Which one of the three? The mouse in your mouth, the mouse vomit, or the dead mouse in your mouth? Apathy is not the same thing as complacency. The collapse in the VIX, a lot of participants are remaining cognizant of the risks involved in the Eurozone. People are pretty apathetic right now. The awareness is reflected right now in the light volume. Still high equity risk premium. Participation is down in the stock market at this juncture. Lower volume. The equity market has come a long way in a short amount of time. Three years, we're up 100%. There's underlying belief that we're due for a pullback, which I can't disagree with. I wish I could, but I can't. In the world of provocativization, provocateur, I'm your provocateur. Walgreens and CVS, the biggest U.S. drug chains. How's this for a headline? Walgreens sperm test may plug infertility gap. Okay, that's another one where the mouse just came in my mouth. Not literally. Vomited and died. So Walgreens and CVS, the biggest drug stores in America, are betting that they can generate sales by answering a question few men want to ask, whether or not they're firing blanks. Walgreens 7,800 U.S. stores plans to sell a fertility test that determines if a man is producing enough sperm to get a woman pregnant. Walgreens and CVS have already started selling sperm check fertility online. The blue and gold box features a smiling couple holding a newborn, and they're going to join more than two dozen varieties of female fertility tests in Walgreens stores. With women, this is big business because these tests aren't cheap, and to get them done through a doctor, they're, they're triple. So you can get a $40 test. And women could get, like, ovulation kits, and it tells them, here's your best three days for making love, sweet love, if you want to make a baby. With our society, the amount of hormones we eat in our milk and, and, you know, pharmaceuticals in our water, I'm not, you know, one of those guys. I I like that. I like the free pharmaceuticals in our water. As long as I don't have to pay for the extra, you know, sleepy pills. But a lot of us have problems getting pregnant. I've got a friend who's been trying for 10 years. He doesn't have the kind of money to go do IVF. In our society, the woman carries the burden of trying to determine the issues surrounding infertility. Men don't say, let me go to the urologist and give up a sample. I can't even say the type of sample. Like, I'm that embarrassed. Every year, 7.3 million women in the U.S. have trouble with pregnancies. And they get poked and prodded. And it's considered their fault, not the man's, because men don't want to get tested. So Walgreens is being hurt right now by the loss of a contract with employee prescriptions managers Express Scripts. So these companies continue to try to find investment themes and product. For instance, if you ever go into a CVS, a lot of people who are at drugstores buying drugs are people over the age 50. So they've lowered all their shelves to be incredibly low So because, you know, old people are kind of hunched over and they can't reach the high shelves and stuff like that. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I could see a, a, a contest of men drinking one night and seeing who's got the highest count. Like, I could see some offshoots of this. Again, pun not intended. I could see some plays on this that are intriguing, to say the least. 
And I get it. It's all about product. Now, I'm not going to go out and buy CVS or Walgreens over this. I will say that there's basically three drugstores in America, and I will buy them, Rite Aid, Walgreens, CVS. I would consider buying them. No, no, I won't say I will. I'd consider buying them when there's like a, a swine flu. You know when people are like, I got to wear a mask when I go on the airplane. I got, And then they go buy Lysol so they can de-germ their house. People are pretty funny. They buy duct tape. Again, I'm laughing at you. Let's hope that's how I die. Let's hope the last laugh is on me. But you get the idea. Do you see how like everything's product? And the, more, the sooner you see that, the better you will be as an investor. Some other top stories today of note. Greece is in focus. The euro is bouncing against the dollar. Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke's issued testimony. No surprises to his prepared remarks already. But he's being grilled. He's not being fried. He's being grilled at this point in time. You know, senators, congressmen, House of Reps, whatever you want to call them. They, they go, Mr. Bernanke, should we be bailing out blah, blah, blah? And like, he doesn't even have, like, it's not even a question for him. It's just a question for that congressperson to get some footage for re-election. Trying to show the world he cares. Philo Farnsworth. The man who invented television. Mad Men. Television marketing. Selling sperm tests? Marketing? You're listening to AM 1220 KDO. I'm Rob Black. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back hitting the top stories of the day. are now open. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Kim Jong-un and I are Twitter buddies. He tweets me at Rob Black's show. He just tweeted, he said, maybe I should be a wide receiver for the Patriots. I'm good at dropping bombs. And here's him. That's probably the worst North Korean accent I've ever heard. I'll be here all day. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Try the veal. It's yummy. That's something we could probably do away with as a nation, veal. It's yummy and delicious, but we could probably do away with it. So it's never too early to look at next year's big gambles. If you haven't saved enough money and you want to max out and try to hit a big home run for next year, the odds for next year's Super Bowl champions are ready. The Lions are 20-1. to 1. That ain't going to happen. And someone, I want you to play the state back for me. Falcons 20-1, to 1, Jets 20-1, to 1, Cowboys 20-1, to 1, 49ers 20-1. to 1. Giants 20-1, to 1, Chargers 15-1, to 1, Texans 15-1. to 1. Now we're starting to get hot. Ravens twelve to one, Eagles twelve to one, Steelers twelve to one, Patriots eight to one, Saints six to one odds, and the Packers five to one odds. Now keep in mind, gambling's bad; it's evil, and it ruins people's lives. I'm gonna put some money on the Saints and the Packers. 
I don't have a bookie. God, everyone has like everyone has bookies but me. Everyone has that cool friend. Can you clearly tell that I don't have cool friends? Because I can. So there you go. There's your Super Bowl odds. Saints looked really, really impressive. I know you're saying the 49ers, eh, maybe if they can get a quarterback like Manning. I know you're saying, you know nothing about football. Please continue on about stocks. So some of the other big stories out there today. Oh, God. Um, I hate Susie Orman. I love that I'm good friends with Kim Jong-un. I hate that I follow Susie Orman on Twitter. Like, I see her, her postings, and she's just... She's starting to get a lot of heat right now. I don't know if you know this, but she came out with a debit card. It's three bucks a month. When keep in mind, to get your own money, all you need to do is go to the bank. And you'd be better off than spending 36 bucks a year. She shouldn't be giving financial advice. She has a newsletter that tells you how to invest. What she did was she partnered with a newsletter that tells you how to invest, and she's getting half that money. And that's about all I got for you. There it is, Miss Orman. She made it a small appearance on the show. It's always good to talk to Sue's. Anyone who names themselves Sue's. For the record, I got some uh, some fantastic video of her from many, many, many years ago when she was basically an insurance broker in San Francisco. Let's put it this way. And I hate her for numerous reasons, but the number one is the fact that she wears pants that look like shirts. No, no, no. She wears shirts that look like pants. It's got all these cowboys frill and stuff, but she gives such bad investment advice. Do you remember when she did the new car commercial? No financial advisor. No financial advisor. I don't care if they're strung out on crack cocaine and crack is whack. No financial advisor is going to tell you to buy a new car. I myself, I know you're saying, please tell me about your car. My car, it would confuse you with like a a soccer mom. It is not all that in a bucket of chicken. I know you're saying, bucket of chicken? I love buckets of chicken. That is so American, through and through. Got an email from, and for instance, I have an 11-year-old car, and I have a 6-year-old car. I'd like to ask your advice. This comes from Peter. I'm contacting you because I attended one of your seminars and I listened to your show. I'm most interested in your area of general wealth creation. I'm not in the position to get in real estate. I don't have enough assets to really worry about as far as tax avoidance. I'm single and no children. Okay, so this person sounds like a great catch so far. I'm a government employee stuck in my job for the next eight years until I get my CalPERS retirement. I've got $200,000 in a 457. I got a small $10,000 Roth and $25,000 trading account. I'm interested in supplementing my income immediately. And after retirement with investing and trading, since I'm, go- I'm retiring at the age of 50, I may be needing that money for a long time. I've been dabbling in a trading account for a couple years with little success. Okay, you've already answered your own question. You've been doing it for a couple years and you have very little success trading. Don't ask the question. Don't. I sometimes feel like a lack of economics or financial degree. I'd like to seek some professional instruction and guidance. I only know of the online trading academy from one of the other shows on KDAO. Would you recommend this? No. I've never met a day trader 
who turned, in your case, $25,000 into a million dollars, into 500000 into a $100,000. i have never met a day trader who I would hire to create income for me. And any tra- day trader who c- generates serious amounts of income for themselves, show me your records. I'll take a look at the risk profile. Did you hit like one home run and you struck out 100 times? I'll hire you for six figures. If you can generate serious income, I will hire that day trader for six figures. Now, I myself want to start an online trading academy, but I'm going to call it, hmm, Rob Black's Trading University. And I'm going to, first class is going to be free, but when you're there, I'm going to charge you $5,000 for your second class and $30,000 for a six-week class. Day trading is a concept that is wonderful because we, we've learned it as children. We saw movies with, you know, Eddie Murphy, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. You know, today we've gone and turned $100,000 into $10 million. I think that's what they did in, in trading places, right? The orange juice, literally on a train ride with Jamie Lee Curtis, who shows us the, the ugliness of, of losing it or hitting a wall. We all want the concept of turning something into a lot. We all love that idea. But again, show me one person who's done it for three years in a row. Peter, you've got $25,000. That's not enough. To be successful, you have to be able to write out good times and bad times. Good trades and bad trades. $1 million will pay you safely $40,000 a year till the day you die. What do you think $25,000 is going to do? I recommend you get another job when you retire at 50. I recommend working as long as you can. That's much better advice than trying to, to learn to trade. There was actually a software company 10 years ago that sold software that would say green light, red light, yellow light. And it would tell you to buy software based on whether or buy a stock based on whether it shows up green in the screen or red in the screen, right? A concept so simple, people like, like I want to be a millionaire. I want to turn 10000 I could double that to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 80, 80 to 160, 163, 23, 20. I'll, I'll retire. I'm done. Oh. If you think there's software out there that does that, don't you think the U.S. government would use it? Don't you think, like, Kim Jong-un would do it? I don't know. I believe in getting wealth slowly. Over time, AM 1220, KDOW. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800 800- 516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your mind? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Listen to this headline. Banks are paying cash to homeowners to avoid foreclosures. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard, right? 
Banks are accelerating efforts to move troubled mortgages off their books. They're offering as much as $35,000 or more in cash to delinquent homeowners to sell their properties for less than they owe. Lenders have routinely delayed or blocked such transactions known as short sales, in which they accept less from a buyer than the seller's outstanding loan. Now, banks have decided the deals are faster and less costly than foreclosures, which have slowed in response to regulatory probes of abusive practices. You know, construction lending businesses have dried up after the housing crash. Sometimes banks are giving you as much as $200,000 to walk away. People go, why are the banks being so nice to us? Keep in mind for every dollar they clear up, they're able to leverage $25, $30. So that's why they're doing it. Plus, there's some government assistance programs and kickbacks and things along those lines. But uh, we're going to hear more about mortgage settlement sooner rather than later. Let's go to a phone call. we got Vish in San Jose. Vish? Hi, good morning, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. What's up? He got cut off. Our phone systems. Vish wanted to know, what's my favorite food? Well, that's kind of you to ask. Oh. Our, our phone systems aren't the best here at times. I apologize. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on there. Here's another headline that's out there today that's breaking news. Americans are gaining energy independence. What? That doesn't sound right. The U.S. is the closest it's been in almost 20 years to achieving energy self-sufficiency, a goal the nation's been pursuing since 1973 during the big Arab oil embargo, which triggered a recession and led to lines at gas stations. Skype. Um, So the U.S. is the closest it's been in almost 20 years to achieving energy self-sufficiency. Domestic oil output is the highest in eight years. The U.S. is producing so much natural gas, where the government warned four years ago of a critical need to boost imports, it now may approve an export terminal. A company called Methanex, the world's biggest methanol maker, said it's going to dismantle a factory in Chile and reassemble it in Louisiana to take advantage of low natural gas prices. That's crazy. Can you imagine dismantling a factory in one country and rebuilding it in another? The higher mileage standards and federally mandated ethanol use, along with slow economic growth, have curbed demand. So the result, the U.S. has reversed a two-decade-long decline in energy independence, increasing the proportion of demand met from domestic sources over the last six years to an estimated 81% the first 10 months of 2011. Bring in Chad Burton, Certified Financial Planner. Mr. Burton, how are you? Great. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, so the Saudis and, uh, you know, oil, OPEC, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. I used to say this all the time and I stopped saying it because I don't want to look mean. I want to look 18% nicer, 17% more huggable. Um, <laughs> 12% more puffy. 12% more puffy. Uh, I just I found a, a missing button on a shirt, which is never a good sign. But <laughs> to OPEC, if Intel did what OPEC did, Intel would be a $10,000 stock. And say, we're only going to limit how many semiconductors are sold in the United States and in the world on a yearly basis. 
I just want to throw I just want to throw that out there. It is a good point. I mean, it's you know, monopolies are not legal here in this country, but elsewhere, I guess they are, right? Cartels are not legal, and here's a cartel. So I, I don't know. I just throw it out there for you. God, I'm sounding more and more. What's the community? Oh, I'm sounding more Jay Leno. That's not a good thing. <laughs> I just sit here and laugh. OPEC cartel. So what do you got for me today, Mister? See, I'll play both Jay Leno and the sidekick, Ed McMahon. So what do you got for me today, CFP Chad Burton? Real estate. Real estate. Talk a little bit of real estate. Yeah. Um, you know, we had quite a few questions at the event that we did last Thursday. We got another one coming up on March 10th about uh, you know rental properties and versus REITs, and you know how was that all figured out in the overall portfolio, and. I just want to point out that when you look at your investment portfolio, which should have exposure to REITs or real estate investment trusts, these are publicly traded stocks that deal in real estate, they're two different animals. So just because you own rental properties doesn't mean you shouldn't own REITs because REITs, they're totally liquid, right? You can push a button and get rid of them whenever you want. It's a little bit different. different story. Yeah, with REITs, they're a little different too because they're liquid, like you said, but they're also a management play. They're also a play on the U.S. economy sometimes, or in some cases, the housing industry, the rental, apartment rental, the apartment rental versus the housing. So they can kind of play, like there's some sub-trends in there. Well, sure. You got mortgage REITs, which oftentimes are leveraged. People go out and they get them for the dividend and they don't realize how volatile they are. You got the high-quality office properties. You got the strip mall REITs. You got the apartment REITs and a couple of in-between. But also out there globally, you have more global-based REITs where you know a lot of the companies that are here, Rob, that you know, S&P 500 gets almost what, 55 60% of their, their income from overseas now. So when they want to buy a building overseas, they don't buy it. They don't want to buy it, actually. They want to lease it because they don't know the issues over there. So um, global real estate investments will also be interesting and a part of a portfolio, but it's different from from the rental properties that you might own and how you really handle all that as you get close to retirement. With that said, what else do we need to know? Well, you know, okay, so let's say you have a, a lot of rental properties, and I've met a lot of successful investors that that you know they they're able to get to retirement successfully and part of their overall portfolio is rental properties and the ones that are successful again it's because they you know they had their emergency reserves they put 30% down they always had positive cash flow on their properties and they just you know did a good job they had a good property manager but oftentimes i do these retirement plans and because people you know let's because of inflation People, they retire with some real estate and a portfolio. And then there's sometimes a crossover point, Rob, where people say, okay, I'm going to need to sell because of my expenses going up in the future. I might need to sell these rental properties or one or two of them to replenish my liquid portfolio. So you really have to know when that date is. So in other words, if you're going to have to replenish your portfolio and sell one of your properties 20 years from now, well, you better know 10 years before that point because real estate cycles – and you want to try to sell towards the top end of the cycle, right, rather than the, the bottom end. So people really need to rank their properties. If they, they realize that they're going to have to sell some of them, rank them by cash flow, ease of management, and then growth. And then you start selling the worst property first in order to replenish your portfolio. Okay. I know you have a CFP that you work with, Mark Fairley, who's a Patriots fan. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Here, here's the line for him. What do the Patriots have in common with Kim Jong-un? Oh, what? They both like dropping bombs. <laughs> so pass that one on. Uh, pass that one on for me, eh? I will. I will. So there's my little Canadian for you. Would you buy Canadian real estate? 
Um, you know, I think can it, uh, you know there's some banks over in Canada that look pretty darn attractive right now that did not um, deal with the real estate bubble um, that we're looking at. However, I think that there are some elevated real estate prices that are that, that there is an issue in Canada, just like there was in Australia or there currently is in Australia with real estate prices that got ahead of themselves. So um, I think on the residential side, I think you have some elevated prices, probably too high. And I, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't say can, Canadian real estate super attractive unless it somehow has to do with around an oil play. So, okay. That makes sense. It does. It does. Uh, I, I would say master limited partnerships that, you know, have pipelines in that area <laughs> are more attractive than the real estate. You like MLP still? I do like uh, master limited partnerships. Yeah. And, and especially now that investors can get it through certain ETFs without having to deal with that K1 tax issue. Um, they're starting to get a lot of press. So the prices have gone up a little bit, but it's a good way to get a 6% yield and get some exposure to energy without as much quite as much volatility and with some current income. One of the things that I think um, I, made, I just made a mistake doing, I said, do you like MLPs? And it's, it's too generic of a question. It's too broad of a question because, like, yeah, I like some MLPs, but not all MLPs. Yeah, I mean, master limited partnerships can get a little bit of a pain because if you buy them directly, they issue a K-1. And if you have over $1,000 of, of unrelated business taxable income, which is what these things kick off inside of an IRA, it can cause that IRA to become taxable. So, and also, no matter what, if you're investing them in a taxable account, your K-1s typically don't come until uh, May, which is after your tax return is, filed, is supposed to be filed. So it almost forces you to file an extension. But now there's two different uh, ETFs, one of which I own, that, uh, that kind of can take all of these uh, MLPs together, uh, create a fund out of it, and avoid having the, the K-1 on a nice dividend yield. So. Um, you just don't want to overload in these things as investors try to hunt for a yield. It's, it's not a bond. It can, be, it can be very volatile in some cases. And volatility on equity or volatility on principle can be as damaging as lack of return on yield on the other side yeah, of the teeter-totter. And in retirement, it's damaging to your uh, mentality in some cases, your ability to sleep at night. So keeping volatility low is a key issue when you're going into retirement. I just drink tap water because there's so many pharmaceuticals in tap water now. It puts me straight to sleep. <laughs> Can you light your uh, tap water on fire? No, but I figure there's there's plenty of ambient in it, right? As, as people pee <laughs> well, in people the drop an ambient in your local water supply? No, they pee and the filters don't catch it. So anyway, long story short, Chad Burton, certified <laughs> financial planner. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So Kim Jong-un threw a sick Super Bowl party for the people of North Korea. Whoever showed up first at his palace got the one wing. He loved the idea of Farmville. Imaginary farms with imaginary food. I know. I know. You're like, this is a lot of Kim Jong-un radio. I know. Oh. K-1 
Kim Jong-un is to Iran what the Jonas Brothers are to Justin Bieber. That's your SAT question of the day. Kim Jong-un is to, as the Jonas Brothers are, to Justin Bieber. Go run that on your uh, uh, workmates today and see if they can figure out the, the logic of it. Love me a good dictator, and there seems to be only one good one left standing. So let's talk about uh, some of the stories out there. Put a nice little bow on the show today. Dow's up 32, the Nasdaq's up 7, SP 500 up 2. Chad Burton, who was just on as a certified financial planner. Um, getting into this industry 16, 17 years ago, the investment advisory world, I quickly saw that anyone can pick stocks. A guy named Vish, he calls the show once a week, and he says, pick stocks for me. I'm too lazy to do it on my own. Anyone can pick stocks. But what's tough to do is to manage financial plans, is to have a plan, to execute the plan, to fund the plan. I saw CFPs becoming critically important. Chad and I did an event Thursday night that was so unbelievably funny but informative. Um, it doesn't talk down to you. I promise you that there's one thing I'll try to do every day, and I'll leave this industry when, it, when, it, when I change that. I will not talk down to you. Uh, trust me, you know more about cars, you know more about women, you know more about sports, you know more about parenting than I ever will. My rule on parenting is don't yell at kids. You got to be stronger than them mentally and physically, so there's no reason to yell at them, right? So I got a Money 101 coming up in about three, four weeks from now, March 10th. It's going to be at the Tech Mart in Santa Clara. I hope you can come out to it. Got a wealth preservation retirement planning in the afternoon. So one's creating wealth, one's managing wealth. The events are charitable driven. And uh, it's a way of getting you and I together in the same room. Later this year, Wanda and I are planning, and who knows if I'll even be <laughs> here at the station later this year. Like, you never know on radio. There's not a lot of job security, especially when you know where the line is and you, 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 you build a house on that line. Uh, but her and I are planning a, a Money 101, a whole university kind of approach, uh, an end-to-end payoff for you. Stock market's higher today. We have the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 22, NASDAQ up 3, the S&P 500 up 1. There's not a lot of big stories out there. One of the bigger ones today are job openings jumped to a near three-year high. The number of available jobs in the United States jumped in December to a near three-year high, supporting other data that shows a brighter outlook for hiring. Any chance, Mr. Producer, you can edit what we just did and end the show on that? That would show some fast skills. Clocking that 36 seconds into it. Um, with that said, Ben Bernanke's out there today. He's repeating a vow to shield U.S. from European fallout. It's got a lot of people freaked out and spooked out. How does Europe hit the United States? How do their problems get contained? Our problems got contained. Yeah, they did some damage to some European banks, but they're largely contained. They did almost no damage to Asian banks. I'm looking at the Yahoo page right now. One of the things that I see is Jim Rogers, How to Play China. And it says, famed investor Jim Rogers recently advised investors to look at the iron ore sector. There's a huge demand for iron ore. There will be 3 billion people in Asia alone who are trying to have better standards of living. I love Jim Rogers. 
But what I just saw is an ad. It's actually an ad. When it comes to your money, you need to be very protective of it. Because there's a lot of people who want to make a transaction commission or a lot of people who want to make a transaction financial relationship with you. Be cautious. If you have questions, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I prefer non-stock questions because legally I can't answer them. The SEC and the NASD frowns upon stock questions via email. We don't know each other. You don't know me. I don't know you. You may need the money in a year, two years. Anytime you want to call the show, I'll give you a second opinion. But that's what you should treat it as. He's been doing this 15 plus years. He's good at what he does. He can give a good second opinion and stay in business. Beauty is my business. MasterCard board of directors increased their quarterly cash dividend to 30 cents a share. I like Visa and MasterCard. MasterCard more of an international play. Visa more of a national play. Visa much bigger than MasterCard. I'm not telling you to go buy them. Silverberger revised for taking action on the stocks mentioned on the show. Ben Bernanke said the Fed won't seek higher inflation to boost jobs. I don't even know what that means. Like sometimes you you read a headline and it takes you a couple minutes to decipher what exactly is he trying to say there. Hmm. There's a rumor that Oracle's going to buy Juniper. That doesn't sound right. Juniper is kind of a poor man Cisco. Or like, what's the comparison? A poor man's Crisco. I don't know. What's poor man's Crisco? Uh, Lard. Lard's a poor man's Crisco. Juniper is a poor man's Cisco. B- bacon grease, another one. Oracle, a software company buying Juniper. Yeah, I know they got Sun Microsystems in the hardware business, but that seems kind of desperate to me. Don't forget, I got some seminars coming up. You can find it at robblack.com, robblack.com. I'll be back here on AM 1220, KDOW. What? Over? Did you say Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? German? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough... The toughs get going! Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.